Colder temperatures, deep frost is something in your vehicle that at some point you're going to need to utilize. And a lot of people, understandably, think that the way that essentially the defrost works is all it's doing is just you know blowing air up there and melting the ice. But there is more to it than that. There's a moisture component to it and so forth. And the point being is that you may think just because it's blowing air, that means that your defrost is prepared to take on the, the winter and when your window gets fogged up inside and or outside and it is more complicated than that, you want to make sure that it is ready for winter, all right? Just because it's blowing the air that you think is warm does not mean it's necessarily uh, ready for those situations. And we're not talking about an issue of comfort. We're talking about an issue of safety. I know many of you have been there. I've done it too foolishly where... Uh, I didn't want to wait. I had to go, and then I basically create just a little portal to look out of, uh, not in any way, shape, or form having a safe range of vision while I wait for that defrost to work because I don't want to sit. I got to get there on time and so forth, and I don't want to get out and scrape, but even then things are still frosted up and so forth. Just get it checked out. Make sure it's ready. A1 Custom Car Care could take care of all that for you. I know a lot of you. I include myself in this, have found ourselves gravely disappointed and in some instances surprised, maybe even shocked at Mike Pence over the last several months. Mike Pence, to me, has officially entered the same category as individuals like John McCain, Mitt Romney, these individuals that are Republican establishment individuals that in some capacity have had Trump involved in their political careers and have just gone mad nutty, angry, mad, to where they almost turn against Republican voters. Now, we saw that certainly with McCain. Uh, We have seen that with Mitt Romney. And Mike Pence has outdone himself this time, going on CNN. And we'll play the audio for you coming up where he says, well, the, yeah, the, 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 the mechanisms of all this were set into place uh, uh, by Biden, obviously. But Donald Trump is responsible for this sort of thing, along with any names, a few others, because they are creating a vacuum of leadership in the world. I think he lists Ramaswamy in there and, and some others. And his ultimate argument is that this is happening because, among others, of Donald Trump. The the problem I have with this is not because it's an attack on Donald Trump. It's because it is patently absurd. 
in terms of actual results, there has never been a president that has, quote, put out as many fires, particularly just given one term that Donald Trump had, the Middle East being one of them. The idea that the existence of Donald Trump and what he's essentially arguing here is because Donald Trump doesn't believe in giving a blank check to Ukraine and instead says, hey, I can come up with a, a solution here that brings all parties together and essentially will lead to a ceasefire because Donald Trump is taking that position, which is a leadership position, may not have the outcome some people want, but it is a leadership position that because of that, that is why this is occurring. Mike Pence has demonstrated he has fallen into this world of of madness, and I think it's because of Trump, his proximity to Trump. We saw it with John McCain, who the ultimate signal that he had fallen to the anti-Trump madness was his saving Obamacare, Mitt Romney. There were a number of different moves that he made, but one of them that stands out, of course, was the voting to convict Trump of the absurd impeachment charges. And, of course, we're seeing, based on what we've learned in Ukraine, that all of that was just smoke and mirrors, essentially to protect the corruption of the Biden administration. Yet Mitt Romney was right there lockstep helping the Democrats do it. And these, what happens is they, I think there is this sense of entitlement that they have. And I, I've, I've equated it in the past to Caddyshack, the movie Caddyshack. And Donald Trump is Rodney Dangerfield's character. Rodney Dangerfield, if you've never watched Caddyshack, of course, it's, I know many of you think, who hasn't watched Caddyshack? There are people that haven't watched Caddyshack. And it is this elite, fancy upper crust, uh, 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 golf course, uh, country club. And Rodney Dangerfield is this sort of blue-collared, very colorful, very animated guy that clearly culturally does not fit in with the upper crust. But financially, he's able to get his way into this club. And he just reeks hat. They can't stand the guy. And he drives them mad. He, there, there's one central character in particular that just, he, he goes berserk. He goes crazy because he cannot stand the fact that Rodney Dangerfield is in his world and that he's liked by people. And the whole you know premise of the movie is this battle that's occurring between the two of them where Rodney Dangerfield, he's just there kind of wanting to have a good time, but he's not supposed to be there. Doesn't he understand? He doesn't. Yeah, maybe he, 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 he technically deserves to be here, but he just shouldn't be here. And I think that that is what happens with people like John McCain, people like Mitt Romney. Um, I, they're not the only ones, but they're the ones who sort of break. Something breaks in them. And I think Mike Pence is suffering that same thing. Yes, they can't argue that technically Donald Trump did get the nomination. And yes, technically Donald Trump did get elected to the presidency. But don't people understand he doesn't belong there? And the fact that people don't understand that, it it's something in their mind, and I think their soul, it just breaks. 
And when you watch Mike Pence go on CNN and lay much of the blame for what happens in Israel or this attack on Israel on Donald Trump, not because, oh, Donald Trump specifically did this or that. He's not it's not like where, you know, Biden, you can point to, oh, he freed up six billion dollars to the funder of Hamas or he took uh, the Houthis off the terror watch list uh, or or the the uh, the recognition as a terror list. You know, all of these different things in terms of executive uh, uh, moves that had a real life financial impact on terrorism, but just Trump's existence and the fact that he is creating a leadership vacuum. Uh, it, I think that this is Dem- Mike Pence. He's broken. I'll play that audio uh, coming up here in just a couple of moments. The American Transmissions Talk to Text Line 447-KSGF. Hey, let's get the latest news update. Good morning. I'm Color 10 and Fox 49's Jesse Inman. Missouri lawmakers are speaking out following the deadly attacks in Israel. Senator Eric Schmidt releasing a statement after reports of the attacks in Israel saying, quote, Israel has every right to defend itself. Missouri House Speaker Dean Plosher and Senate President Caleb Rowden also released a joint statement condemning the actions of Hamas. Some Walgreens pharmacies across the country could close for three days after planned walkouts. Pharmacists and their support staff at some locations will walk off the job from today through Wednesday. The employees have complained of difficult working conditions and staffing issues due to offering winter shots. And federal offices, banks, and post offices will be closed today in observance of Columbus Day. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. More more walk-offs? It's just so odd that we've got the President of the United States running around the country talking about how great the economy is. He is, if you didn't know this, they, they remind us quite quite frequently, that he is the working man's president. Never in my adult life have I seen so many working men and women across different uh, uh, careers walking off the job because they say the economic conditions for them as workers and the pay that they're getting is is not enough to make ends meet. We've got inflation going on. It just seems odd since the working man's president's in charge. You'd think everyone would be like those first couple of years during the Trump administration. Everyone's getting bonuses. Companies are adding uh, higher wage-paying positions. They're expanding. People are getting raises left and right. All of these wonderful things, right? Isn't it odd? That the working man's president is presiding over economy that's resulting in almost every week some new industry of people are walking off the job. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 70 for a high today, clear 49 tonight. Tomorrow's sunshine with a high of 73. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I believe Mike Pence is demonstrating he is finally broke. The Trump derangement syndrome has broken him as it did John McCain, as it did Mitt Romney. And Mike Pence now uh, attributing the, the launch of war by Hamas, backed by Iran, to Trump, largely. Here he is on CNN discussing the war against Israel. 
Well, I am, but let me begin at where, where we ought to start. I mean, that disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan has emboldened the enemies of freedom around the world. And now war is raging uh, in Eastern Europe. And, and President Joe Biden's kowtowing for the last two and a half years to the mullahs in Iran, good. lifting good. sanctions, begging them to get back in the Iran nuclear deal, and then uh, paying $6 billion in a ransom uh, for hostages. Here comes his Biden. set the conditions uh, for this unprecedented terrorist attack uh, by Hamas against Israel. But I also believe this is what happens when we have leading voices like Donald Trump, Vivek Ramswamy, and Ron DeSantis signaling retreat from America's role as leader of the free world. I, look, uh, the, what happened in Ukraine was an unprovoked invasion by Russia. What happened this weekend was an unprovoked invasion by Hamas uh, into Israel. Uh, and I really believe now more than ever, uh, both uh, the debate within the Republican Party and the debate within America, is whether or not we're, we're going to once again stand without apology as the leader of the free world, as the arsenal of democracy. Well, I tell you what this tells me. is that we should all be very grateful Mike Pence is never going to be president of the United States. This isn't because he attacked Trump or Ramaswamy or DeSantis. Now, he doesn't specify here exactly what it is that he, I mean, we know what he's touching on, but again, it's the lack of specifics. That he's suggesting that their position on Ukraine is what led to this. Or at least played a part in it. Because they are de demonstrating that we aren't leaders when it comes to world stability. As long as people like Trump, Ramaswamy, and DeSantis give their thoughts and opinions on what level of involvement we should have in Ukraine. We are supposed to, according to Mike Pence, not question anything that Joe Biden does or says when it comes to giving Ukraine any and everything they want absolutely unchecked. Now, I just got to be honest with you. To me, leadership is not allowing some other country to have whatever they want out of you. That's not leadership. To me, that's a lack of leadership. Leadership is not saying you want how much? You just let me know and you get it. Now, Trump and DeSantis in particular. Well, let's let's talk let's talk about Trump here. Trump has demonstrated leadership. It may not be for the desired outcome of many people. His leadership is saying, "I'll get these people down at a table." And we'll work something out so this stops. Reasonable people can argue that a ceasefire, if you will, with Russia allowed to maintain some of the land that it has invaded from Ukraine is not a desirable outcome because it essentially rewards them saying, all right, uh, you get to keep what you took. You know, and some people would argue that long-term that that's not the best message to send. Some people would argue, listen, if, if 
you know, that result can never actually occur realistically. That That's not going to happen. And so we can either let this continue on and on and how many more hundreds of thousands of people are going to get killed. The, the best thing to do is just stop this. Reasonable people can take both of those positions. But the fact of the matter is that Trump has, and that's that's leadership, whether it would work or not, we don't even know. But he's standing up and he's saying, I would get everyone together and do this. He's also taken the position that we should not just allow them unchecked to have as much money they want, as much whatever they want. Every time they ask, we're like, yeah, go ahead. Now, of the two positions, to me... The position that Mike Pence is taking, that they should just be, they that, that Ukraine should call the shots as to our involvement, Trump's position is the leadership position. Aside from that, it is absolutely remarkable to me. The brainwashing or the brain cleansing that has occurred with people regarding the four years that Trump was president. And by brainwashing or cleansing, I mean like in uh, Men in Black, they got the little pen and it erases your memory. These people act as if Trump has never been president. So we don't have the ability to look back and in realistic terms, look at the outcome of his approach. They all just pretend as if none of that ever happened. ISIS had actually carved out massive swaths of geographic land in Syria and Iraq. They went from an Obama administration trying to pretend as if they were no big deal, referring to them as the JV team, to having land and being an extreme threat that was having an impact on the world. You had them recruit utilizing social media to recruit teenagers from all over the world, these young girls that would be convinced to come there and to live the life of ISIS. I, you know, I mean, they became a real worldwide presence. It did not take long for Trump to end that. Suleimani and Iran, Iran's top, this was a big deal. Suleimani was a big deal, not just in a, uh, you know, the morale of Iran, but in terms of strategy. Trump said, take him out. We saw the left in particular went apoplectic over that. And, of course, what did we all hear from the establishment that that was going to cause a war? Trump, much like he was going to cause with North Korea, was going to cause World War III. Don't you understand? You can't punch someone like this. You can't do this. But what happened? Iran retreated a bit. They did not punch back because they recognized what they were up against.
We've got to take a we've got to get a traffic update here. But there are other instances that I know many of you understand and recognize. But this amazing ability of people like Mike Pence, of people, everyone in the media, of just the establishment, just to forget that Donald Trump was ever president of the United States, and we can look at those results. The reason that this is relevant, of course, is because you have Mike Pence out there on CNN saying, well, I mean, Donald Trump, uh, just, you know, much of this is because of uh, his lack of leadership and uh, demonstrating that with people like him in the fray having public conversations, it sends a message to the terrorists that nobody's in charge and that the United States is going to stand on the sideline while they take over. President Biden ran on being competent. We certainly didn't see that with the Afghanistan withdrawal. We certainly didn't see that with Maui. This is Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Right before we get traffic and continue on here, um, I want to announce uh, an upcoming event that some of you, if you register and win, will get to be part of. And this is going to maybe speak to some of you and some of you will not. But we are um, being afforded a theater for an evening at Alamo Draft House. And it is going to be uh, Saturday, November 4th. I believe 1 o'clock in the afternoon, though. I've got to double check to, to get the time on that. And... We've done movie stuff in the past with other partners, and generally it's some uh, movie that, you know, that is available. Uh, that being said, I've essentially been told, oh, just pick, you know, what, what do you want to watch? And so I thought, I wanna, I, I'm going to uh, show one of my favorite movies. And it's a movie that some of you may have seen and don't like. Some of you may have seen loved it. Some of you may never have seen it before. You may not even remember it. And it's going to seem kind of random, but there is a movie, I want to say the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, called The Burbs with Tom Hanks and, and Bruce Dern. It's probably my favorite Bruce Dern role ever. Corey Feldman is in it. Um, Carrie Fisher is in it. She plays Tom Hanks' wife. And it is just, uh, as a kid, I remember one summer in particular, my brother and I watched that movie every single day. We had it on VHS, and it was just one of my absolutely favorite movies. And if I, I've rarely come across anyone who has seen it and thought, I didn't like it so much. It tends to be one of those that people really like. And so we are on November. Initially, as I was choosing a movie, we thought it would be in October and Halloween. And it's it's got not a Halloween vibe. It's got a vibe to it. It's not Halloween-based, but, but it's got kind of, you know, that vibe, if you will. Uh, but because of Taylor Swift stuff that's going on and they're showing that Taylor Swift concert movie in October, uh, November became necessary as a date for us to move it. And I didn't want to let go of the burbs though. I was like, I don't, I've never seen the burbs in theater. I want to see the burbs. And it's just a, a fun, great film, I think. So what you do, if you want to win a pair of tickets to that for our showing of it, just go to ksgf.com and the, the rotating tile, as I call it, that big um, graphic that pops up and you can rotate through it. It also rotates on its own. You can register there for your chance to win a 
pair of tickets and what details are available are there, uh, including, of course, the date, again, which will be Saturday, November 4th. I believe, like I said, it will be at 1 o'clock, but I don't know that for sure. We'll we'll be sure to let you know. So anyway, you can get registered for that at ksgf.com. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. You know, there are so many changes that happen that don't get a lot of attention when it comes to home loans and interest rates that can have real true impact on you as an American. You, you just see the overall, like, oh, the interest rate's this. Uh, but what about uh, for veterans? What about USDA stuff? You know, we had a, uh, a conversation with Anthony Carricker this, I guess it was this past week, or maybe it was a couple weeks prior, talking about the standards for one type of loan where you used to, oh, I think it had to do with uh, purchasing duplexes and how you used to have to have 20 or 25% down, and that's shifting to only 5% now. Um, I may be wrong on the details of that, but the point being is that this is what they do, and this is what they stay in tune with. So if you are simply making your decision as to whether to inquire about a home loan based off of that one size fits all blanketed. Well, this is what the interest rate is right now for a home loan. Uh, you are doing yourself a disservice. You got to reach out to this team, and it all starts at I want a great home loan.com because you do. Former Vice President Mike Pence laying, at least to some degree, blame for the attack on Israel on individuals like Ramaswamy, DeSantis, and former President Donald Trump claiming that. They take a a position when it comes to America's place on the world stage of appeasement and isolationism. And I I I completely, without question, reject the premise that the position somebody like Trump has taken has been isolationist. Apparently, Mike Pence's argument, and he's not the only one. But their definition of isolation is anyone who doesn't believe that you should just give Zelensky anything he wants. A reasonable person may disagree with Trump's approach, which has been, if I'm now, of course, he said in a day I'll have this thing settled. But Trump's uh, approach has been, I'll get these guys together and we're going to work out a ceasefire. Now, does that sound like being isolated? From, to me, that sounds like putting yourself right in the mix. It sounds like the United States being even more involved, in, at least in terms of leadership, than we are now, which is just an ATM machine, because that's all that we are in this. We are an ATM machine. So the idea that an approach of the United States leading peace talks with a desired outcome of ending this, is the United States removing itself and being isolated is absurd. But I also noted that, and this is I wanted to finish up a list of a few items here, the amazing ability of people like Pence and the establishment to forget that Trump was ever president of the United States, to forget that we went from a world in which ISIS was the number one player in the world when it came to terrorism, had carved out massive geographic areas that they felt belonged to them out of Syria and Iraq and was obliterated. Forgot that we took out Soleimani 
And we were all told that this was going to be a massively dangerous thing. You can't poke a bear like I ran like that. How dare you? And none of the sky is falling, uh, fear-mongering coming from those individuals actually ever occurred. Let's not forget Kim Jong-un taking a world in which we had on a regular basis nuclear tests taking place, intercontinental ballistic missiles, some of which could reach the United States, being test-fired, to all of that stopping. Putin in Ukraine. Erroneously, we talk about the beginning of the invasion being in the last couple of years. The invasion began during the Obama administration. And it began with the Crimean Peninsula. And it continued until Trump became president. And then Putin halted the advancement. When Biden became president of the United States, Putin resumed the advancement. And let's not forget the Taliban. I remember... having a conversation with a Republican elected official. I was at an event. And it was after the media tried to portray Trump as negotiating with the terrorists, that being the Taliban. This was uh, essentially a defense that was being put out there by the Democrats for the, uh, the atrocious withdrawal of Afghanistan and the handing the country over to the Taliban, saying that, well, our hands were tied because Trump negotiated with the terrorists. And this Republican lawmaker said he was just just shaking his head. Could not believe that Trump would negotiate with these people. And the venue wasn't the time or place to get into a conversation. But in my mind, I was thinking, I can't believe that you're so easily manipulated into believing what you want them to believe. The negotiation, as it was called with the Taliban, was Trump telling them, if you, as we begin to look at a plan to get out of Afghanistan, even look sideways at one of our guys or gals in the on the ground in Afghanistan, you will be completely destroyed. On a phone call with them, he gave the GPS coordinates of exactly where they were at that moment, something that they did not think anyone knew where they were. To let them know, we know where you are. You think we don't know? He told them right then and there. I know exactly where you are at this moment. These are the coordinates of your location. The hair on one one hair on one head. And you will cease to exist as an organization. And for 14 months, there wasn't the uh, hair on the head of an American soldier injured by the Taliban. 14 months. And then, of course, Biden comes into office and things change. And then there's the peace accords, the Abraham peace accords, which everyone in the establishment said weren't possible. And I tell you, it infuriates me, not even from a political standpoint, but listening to all these people who claim, 
how desperately they want peace. Oh, they just talk about the need for peace, the need for peace, the need for peace. Someone comes along who demonstrated on numerous fronts, whether it was getting rid of ISIS or the top terrorist of Iran or getting Kim Jong-un to stop his nuclear ambitions or getting the Taliban to stop attacking American troops or getting, uh, uh, you just go down the list. All of these things, the things that no one else could manage. And they pretend as if it never happened. And they go back to doing it the way that they did it. And we get the results of that. And then Mike Pence, someone who was in the Trump administration, who saw these successes, To go out there and claim that Trump's position of isolationism is what leads to these sorts of attacks on Israel? Shameful. Absolutely shameful. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. At least nine Americans among the 800 plus murdered in Israel at this point, and there are expected to be a number of American hostages, which of course are quite valuable given the payment from the Biden administration for the ransom for American hostages. Uh, Qatar is holding calls with Hamas to negotiate a release of Israeli hostages. Um, Probably not quite the cost or the value that has uh, in the minds of of the terrorists, anyhow, that the Americans have. But I don't know. We'll see. There was a... uh, What to make of this, I don't know. Many, uh, so I was talking about Suleimani earlier and the killing of the terrorist, Suleimani, who was the top terrorist of Iran. And Trump took him out. And this was in response to Suleimani killing Americans in Iraq, targeting specifically Americans. And Trump, I know this is a novel idea, uh, said, no, you don't do that, so we're going to take you out. There was an Iranian at the time, an Iranian-backed judge in Iraq who issued an arrest warrant for Trump because of that killing. The Department of Justice, our Department of Justice, was slated to roll out the welcome mat in October for that Iraqi judge. This is an exclusive that Fox News obtained. So they write that the Department of Justice was slated to roll out the welcome mat in October for an Iraqi judge who issued the arrest warrant for former President Donald Trump because he ordered the killing of global Iranian terrorists responsible for the murders of more than 600 American military personnel, according to a U.S. government official. Fox News Digital exclusively learned last week through a source with firsthand knowledge of his travels that the alleged pro 
Iran regime jurist, Faik Zidane, was set to visit the Department of Justice. So our Department of Justice was apparently welcoming to the United States the Iraqi judge, who was working on behalf of the Iranians, apparently, issued an arrest warrant for former President Donald Trump because he took out one of the world's top terrorists. And instead of seeing that judge as part of the problem, he's invited to the United States by the Biden Department of Justice. After a flurry of Fox News digital press queries to the Department of Justice, within a 24-hour period, the DOJ ostensibly and dramatically backtracked on the invitation. When asked about the visit prior to its cancellation, a State Department spokesperson told Fox News Digital in a statement, quote, the Supreme Judicial Council President, Faik Zidane, is going to be hosted by the Department of Justice, so we deferred to the DOJ to discuss their meeting. We engage with a wide range of counterparts in Iraq, and we value engaging in Iraqi judiciary. The DOJ meets regularly with foreign judicial leaders. According to a separate source familiar with the invitation, to the DOJ, the judge told many U.S. officials the DOJ invited him to Washington, D.C. The appearance of working at cross-purposes between the State Department and DOJ suggests that there may have been tension over the invitation to Zidane due to his pro-Iranian regime rhetoric and conduct. It is somehow appropriate, though, isn't it, that an administration that is currently trying to imprison Trump, the political opposition, that has clearly, I mean, some of these judges have been very proactive in spending their money trying to get Democrats elected. They're clearly anti-Trump. That here in this country, we have anti-Trump judges presiding over cases, trying to put Trump away, and the Biden administration invites a judge who is Iranian-backed from Iraq who is trying to do the same thing. Birds of a feather, one might say. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. At our happy hour this past Friday at Retro Metro, talking with a couple, and um, uh, it was a wife, husband, and the wife was talking about, yeah, I keep trying to get my husband to get garage experts over here. Um, because of the tremendous job they do. And, and, and he's like, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so she finally, by the, of course, I found, I was just telling him, listen, <laughs> at the very least, you need to have him come over because I'm just, and I, I talked about just what a tremendous difference it makes. And it turns your garage from just a garage to a place that people want to, I mean, you show it to them and they're, very impressed. You want to show it off to people. And you read that in the reviews of those who have had um, uh, garage experts do theirs just like they did mine. And ultimately, at the end, the wife was like, I'm just going to call him and have him come uh, because, hey, it doesn't hurt to find out. And it's one of the great things I love about Mark and Shelley. They're not looking to upsell. They, they don't, you know, they're not like, we got to get this sale in. Uh, and they're not going to, you know, call and pester you after an evaluation and a consultation. Uh, they'll tell you, here's what we can do. And uh, then the decision's up to you. But I definitely recommend you at least have them come, whether it's residential or commercial. A lot of commercial uses as well. Garage experts, you can find them under Nick's endorsements at ksgf.com. We are going to talk with 
Congressman Burleson coming up around 8.15. Obviously, the developments with Israel we'll talk about. I want to also clearly talk about the speakership position. It seems, at least publicly, if everyone's unifying behind Jim Jordan, you have, though he's in the Senate, Rand Paul, fiscal hawk, conservative, constitutionalist, has said he supports, uh, though he won't clearly have a vote, uh, the idea of Jim Jordan. Uh, But you have people like Mace and Gates and people that are somewhat ideologically opposed to one another, though they are all Republican, that are all coming out and saying Jim Jordan is a guy that we support. And given the situation in Israel, I can't help but wonder if that's not going to expedite things and maybe even help everyone or help Jim Jordan uh, with everyone coming around and saying, okay, uh, we don't really have a lot of time with what's going on in Israel right now to be without speaker leadership and make it something that many feel needs to be expedited. So we'll talk with Congressman Burleson, his thoughts on that in the upcoming hour.